subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. You can tell how excited people are for football season. Our text again, already blown up this morning on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Continuing on with the beefs that people have. Dennis in Springdale text in. He hates four-lane roads where you have two people matching speeds and they won't pass it one another. So, again, two cars right side by side and you're just stuck behind both of them. We are on road trips and Again, I would never advocate for speeding. You know me. I'm trying to be better about that. But I tend, or in the past, I have uh, exceeded the speed limit from time to time. So that is definitely something I can uh, I can get in line with with Dennis's Texas morning, Tommy. It's a state law. Get out of the way. Arrest these people. Write them tickets. Get out of the left lane. We're holding everybody up. We got things to do. Sheldon's from Farmington. He texted in the McCarty Daniel hotline when someone is trying to turn left out of the parking lot in 5 o'clock traffic, and it's holding up traffic. A lot of traffic. Texas I'm telling you, it's hot right now. People are, people are a little frustrated. Yeah. Let's see. And the, 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 the most ignorant people are the people generally in cars that are around us <laughs> or in front of us usually holding us up. This is a football one. we this got co- things to do. Yeah. This comes from Ryan and it's Cattle Gap, right? Yeah. Make sure I say that right. Cattle Gap. You know it, where Cattle Gap is? Shouldn't have. I, I've I'm seen sorry. it. I I, I've seen asked. it on the map. It's in your, <laughs> you have not. Is it? No, I know. I, because I, I, I had to look it up one time because I had no clue where it was. But I've seen, I've seen it on the map. Uh, but where is it? Help me out. Cattle Hills, because I, I always go by, when you go from, you know, where Norman, Arkansas is? No. It's near Mount Ida. Go to Mount Ida. Go down to Norman. Then you kind of head over to, towards Arkadelphia. Um, yeah. That way, go to Glenwood. You'll go, uh, that's where you go past Cattle Hills High School. Okay. Cattle Hills High School. I, I feel like there's a, a really cool waterfall around that area, if I remember that right. His beef, again, Ryan from Cattle Gap on the McCarty Daniel Hotline, is that anyone that thinks Jaden Daniels is a better QB than KJ Jefferson, Jaden does not do one thing better than KJ Jefferson outside of maybe being on a better football team, except they're going to lose this year in Baton Rouge, even with that better football team. Your thoughts on Ryan's text this morning? Well, I mean, we should think our guy is better. We'll find out. I mean, the good thing is we'll all get to find out together. And whether Arkansas wins or loses that game, or LSU wins or loses that game, I don't think declaratively, declaratively says, based on that one day, who's the better quarterback. Another traffic text from Ricks. He hates when driving uh, behind someone with brakes. Tommy, that well, I hope they all have brakes. They need uh, to start. They need to. Uh, they need to be able to stop. Jesse about Mount- riding the brakes, though. Yeah, riding the brakes yeah. where it's consistent. Jesse Mountain Home. His beef is that it is Wednesday, not Thursday. I guess he's ready for the weekend. Has they this week closer? Has this week gone by fast or slow for you at this point? Uh, just another week. Just another week. Just another week. Okay. I can't wait for Friday to get here. I'm ready for high school football, though. Are you? 
Let's see. And then Mark in Hot Springs, last text before we get to some calls. His is the uh, people who drive slow to a crawl before getting in the turning lane. That is a, that's a text. Again, I think it's been about 80% traffic text this morning when it comes There's to... There's a bunch people. of idiots out there. And most of you don't know you're idiots. <laughs> that's the problem. You're not aware of how, how moronic you are with your driving. So do you, Be aware of what you're doing. Do you consider yourself... A, and I will be fully transparent on these airwaves and hit that line.com facebook youtube and twitter i am not a good driver i am a reckless driver and get, in the, right, am, they get in the right lane and stay out of the way no. you get on your phone and you get to messing around and then you don't pay attention to what's going on i've been behind you i've seen you well i'm playing music and stuff well you're messing with your phone i don't care what you're doing you're messing with your and that's what happens nine out of ten times when you have to finally get in the right lane to go around somebody it's usually some 23, 24-year-old girl up there playing with her phone and won't get out of the and way. you just give her the bird no, as you drive No, I don't by. do that. But, uh, give her two, sorry, two birds. There <laughs> you go. Take not both hands what, off the wheel. I'm just, the safe driver now. That's just what. Get out of the way. Let's take some calls on this. Let's start with JR and Shady Grove. JR, go ahead, man. Hey, guys. How y'all doing this morning? We're good. What's your beef this morning? I, I don't know if you want to call it beef or not, but the... The main thing that I want to see in this football season, you bring Sam Pittman in because <clears throat> the offensive line situation. Um, if you ever look at some of these teams, like Georgia and Alabama, LSU, these quarterbacks and running backs they have, if you take those playmakers and put them at a different school, you take Stetson Bennett, take him to Ole Miss, does he, does he do as good as he did at Georgia? And the answer is probably not because of the offensive line that he's playing behind. And that's the key. I, I'm not sure that our offensive line, after hearing uh, discussion yesterday with him, he, he's concerned about that. Defensive line sounds like it's pretty deep, but the offensive line just doesn't doesn't sound like the, the depth is there that we need. Well, well, to get through. But And he is the horse's mouth, Jr. I mean, so, I mean, what he says is the gospel, but – you got to wonder from from a bunch of us that have seen limited practice because the media is only allowed to watch twenty minutes and none of the scrimmages. How much of the offensive line is? Yeah, it's not to the level you want, but how much of it is? You got a really good defensive line that can make some of these inexperienced players that are two or three years younger not look mm-hmm. very good in this type of situation. Yeah, and I, I again, Jr. And, and I, what I would say, they have an elite defensive line. Yeah, to what Tommy? It, it might not be Georgia, Bama, or LSU, but if you can be in that top five, which again, you got nine seniors there, a couple Arkansas guys, you should be excited about that. So that's your that's your best defensive position group going against maybe your at least. I'm not going to say worse because I don't know if they're going to be your worst position group, but the one you have the most questions about. The good thing is you've got a guy with a track record that has a history of producing NFL offensive linemen. You probably got one or two of them, maybe three, on that line of scrimmage. They might not be this year. I mean, Limit probably is, Slatham probably is, but I don't know about the other guys. We'll just have to to wait and see. But that is the the consensus. JR, you're not wrong. That is the consensus coming out of fall camp to this point. Jimmy Conway is up next. Jimmy, good morning. Top of the morning to you, fellas. Morning, hey, my gripe is, my gripe is with uh, some of the national media. Uh, they're heaping all this praise on uh, Keyshawn Judkins, saying he's a uh, All American back, and you know what did he? What was the final totals on the SEC rushing last year? I think Rocket was only 
50 yards behind him or something. I mean, it wasn't much at all. Yeah, Rocket. That pretty level. Rocket trailed him just by a little bit. Quinshaw Judkins, as a freshman, went off last year, and there's an expectation that he's going to have a great sophomore season. There is tape on him now, a full season's worth of tape, so we'll see how he adjusts to that. Maybe Dart gets better, maybe he doesn't. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, he is one of the better running backs in college football. I mean, him and Rocket are neck and neck. I mean, you look uh, at the All American. Like, uh, I'm doing the math in my head right. 124 yards different. Yeah, Rocket. Was along with Quinshawn a all first team All SEC guy. You look at the coaches poll or coaches team first All Team SEC guy. All American list came out. AP Quinshawn was first team. Rocket was second team. They're hand in hand, man. Sometimes you have Rocket right with Quinshawn. Sometimes one's above the other. I don't think that now the Jaden Daniels above KJ is consistent, but they're back and forth at this point, Jimmy. It's it's one right next to another, one on top of the other. It's not over and over like you've seen with Jane Daniels and KJ Jefferson. But if you're comparing stats and we're not just looking at stats, Judkins' stats are, are are noticeably better than Rockets from last year. Now, that doesn't tell the whole story. That's just one element of the story. How many touchdowns did Quinn Rocket had 10. Six, 16. Yeah, 16. Yeah, I mean, that's, listen. Averages were close. Rocket had a better average per carry uh, at 6.5 versus 5.7, but Judkins had more yards, 124 more yards, and six more touchdowns. Those are things that, that, that that's just fact. That's yeah. not that's not opinion. Those are facts. Those are and you've got those two will be at the top of most people's lists, and then you've got Kendall Milton at Georgia and Jason McClellan at Alabama. Two other running backs to watch out for in this conference. All right, last call before we get to Richard on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. It goes to our friend Eddie in Clarksville. Eddie, I'm going to be close to your neck of the woods next week when we do Arkansas game day at CJ's. Hope you stop by and see us. Man, I certainly would do it, my friend. I tell you what, we're 10 days out, and I don't know if the fan base, you know, there was a coach that coached us back in the day around 2005 to 7 in that time frame. Coach, the native son, they interviewed Coach Houston Nutt. I tell you what, what at the St. Goosebunch, we were running back USA when we were under. He always had a great offensive line and developed them. He always had great running backs. And by the way, that's why I'm calling in today. You know, I don't know how the season's going to – it's going to be a great season, and I believe it with it. Luke Bryan wrote a song. I believe. This is what Eddie from Clarksville believes. Let me say this. We got the quarterback. We got KJ, Superman Jefferson. We got the Rocket Man, Sanders, and now on the defensive line, the Phenom, 6'7", 325. You're talking about Trey John as Coach Pittman named the bad man on defense. I love our defensive line this year. We got depth, and guess what? We're going to introduce them this starting September 2nd to Western Carolina. And fan base, put this in your coffee. And you know we're going to start off down there. I want five sacks, and I believe it's going to take place. And then we're going to move on to Kent State. Whoa! I'm not Rick Flair. You know, back in the day, back that was Rick, a wrestler. And back in the 80s, he'd walk into the Omni and the female of the four horsemen, and he'd walk. He'd walk in there and pump, jacked up. And I'm telling you this, whoa, I'm not Rick Flair. But when we get through with Brigham Young, we're going to send a message in Baton Rouge. They say Baton Rouge, Death Valley is a place where dreams die. 
But let me tell you, we beat them. I can't. I was in the stands at 2007. The greatest performance I ever witnessed when number five carried the wood to the playing field. You know what? We don't carry that bat to Baton Rouge. And I believe this year, the place where dreams die, fan base, put this in your coffee. We're going to beat the Tigers in front of a national televised audience. I believe it with anything in me. And you know what upset me yesterday, gentlemen? You know, they picked the top five toughest environments to play in in a country. You know what came in at number five was A&M. Number four came in at Tennessee. Number three, Alabama. And then number two, Georgia. And then the place where dreams die. Well, let me send a little message to you. The place where dreams die. We're coming, baby. And that home trace fixing to get cranked up. And I remember this back in the day. The king of crew and move. Cool in the game. They wrote a song. Get down on it. Listen to some of these lyrics. I'm asking the fan base this morning what you're going to do. You're going to get down on it, baby. Because we got the team and we're going to have a great season. All aboard and listen to that whistle to get started, baby. Hey, right. I'm right there with you. I think they're going to go to Baton Rouge, Louisiana on September the 23rd and win that game. Whether it's at night, whether it's at 2.30 on CBS, I think they're going to yeah. do it. I'm 100%. Now, listen, Tom Murphy, when it comes to covering the Arkansas Razorbacks, the football team, Tom Murphy is about as objective as it gets. He's not a fan. He's a journalist. And he told us on these airwaves yesterday that this is the deepest defensive line. And the t- and like he said a number of things about it. He doesn't get caught up in hype. He doesn't get caught up in preseason gab. He's just honest and straightforward. He said this is the deepest defensive line that he has seen since covering the Arkansas Razorbacks. You take that for what it's worth. I'm going to trust Tom on that one. Tom and Eddie and Clarksville, neither one get caught up in the hype. That, that's for sure. Richard Davenport now joins us on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Richard, tough act to follow, man. I hope you got your energy and your coffee this morning. Well, I'll be honest with you. I was kind of groggy, kind of waking up, but uh, I'm I'm awake now. Yeah. Are you Ric Flair? I mean, he he Eddie said three uh, times he wasn't Ric Flair, but I, I, I'm wondering, are you Ric Flair? Uh, no, no, no. I I can't compare it to uh, Nature Boy, but uh, uh, Eddie uh, he he woke me up, man. I don't I'm think Eddie Eddie's not on the green lid. He's not on the decaf. He's on the he's on the full pot. I kind of hope he was. I hope he was in his car in a desert, uh, a deserted field. Or uh, <laughs> there's some other people that were uh, that are awake uh, now because of that. That's part of why he comes on again, and especially in the mornings, he wakes the people human, up. That are, the human alarm clock. He's the human coffee, if you will. Richard, let's start with the latest commit, White Simmons, Harding Academy, Searcy, Arkansas. Tell us about him a little bit. You know, I I, I, I remember, uh, I'll just start off with this. I, I remember seeing J, Jalen Catalan's uh, video, uh, highlight video, in high school. And the first time I saw it, I, I, I had to watch it again, and, and I, I turned it off, and I said, he, that that's the best film of any high school uh, safety I've seen. Uh, the reasons for it, he, he, he was so sudden, explosive to the ball, uh, very good physicality, just uh, just make plays. Uh, I, I won't say I won't necessarily say that Wyatt's uh, film is the best I've ever seen, but it's definitely one of the best I've ever seen. Uh, he's, he's 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 extremely sudden to the ball. 
explosive closing speed, uh, very good physicality. Obviously, a coach's son, because uh, and that that helps him with the hit factor. He, he just he knows the game of football. Uh, this kid has uh, the potential to be pretty special. Uh, obviously, you know everything has to translate over to the college game, but his uh, his closing speed, it, it just it, uh, everything that he's got physically. Uh, and, uh, and and also uh, you, you you throw in six three two fifteen, and I think uh, he, he he'll be able to you know carry two thirty two thirty five, not lose any speed, and 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 has a chance to to be pretty special. So I know he plays smaller division Arkansas high school football, and he's right, rated yeah. yeah he's rated as a three star. But if you look at his offer list, I mean. It's big time D one programs that are that were trying to go get this kid. Explain to just kind of our audience why he's not a, a four star, maybe why he's not more highly thought of in the recruiting spe- spectrum. Only thing, only thing I can think of is that uh, he, he he's kind of late to the scene. I mean, in the spring, that's when he kind of blew up, uh, and he wasn't really on the radar before then. You know, I, and, and talking to his high, communicating with his high school coach last year. He'd send me stats and why it had really good stats, but uh, he didn't tell me. You know, usually sometimes high school coaches will say, "Richard, this kid's special. You need to take a look at him." Uh, you know that that didn't happen. And then come springtime, uh, he put he puts out his highlight video, and then the schools start going by the school and checking him out. And he just he just blew he, he blew up for like uh, his first offer. From his first offer to uh, offer number twenty, probably came within about three to four weeks. I, 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 uh, far as I, I, far as out what I remember, I mean, I, I'm not looking at the uh, at the offers right now, but they they all happened very very suddenly and very fast uh, after the video his video got out there and. Uh, you know, all I know, Lincoln Riley's been calling him uh, before he committed, and, and, and trying to get him to visit. Uh, obviously, Stanford, Oklahoma, several other schools, were, uh, Texas, were wanting him to make it an official visit. He only visited uh, Clemson, Auburn, and, and Arkansas officially, but uh, other schools, other schools wanting him to, uh, to visit. But uh, uh, he made the decision to be a Razorback, and uh, I think it just his comfort factor with. Uh, uh, the defensive uh, uh, scheme, uh, Coach Williams of DC, and Coach Pittman uh, kind of want him, kind of want him over. Richard Davenport with us on the McClarney Daniel Hotline. This news is a few days old, but I think it happened after our last visit, uh, and that's uh, O'Marion Robinson out of Little Rock Parkview uh, has put Arkansas in his top ten. I know you talked to Coach Bolding. I read that on Sunday, and um, kind of tell us more about uh, about Robinson and and maybe what the uh, future holds for him and who else is in his top ten. Yeah, well, he's he's about six foot six one, about one eighty five. Good, good frame, uh, but uh, he's he's just a do it all for uh, for Parkview. I mean, he plays offense, he plays defense, he returns kicks. Uh, uh, Coach Boating will tell you he, he most likely will be the best player he's he's ever coached. He coached uh, Alti Tenpenny, the late Alti Tenpenny. He coached uh, Montreal State, uh, KJ Hill. Uh, he's coached uh, probably about ten Division One guys, and he, he and he, he said now 
not only did is he saying that now, but he said that when uh, when Robinson was a, a freshman, he said he was going to be the best player he's ever coached. So uh, that's uh, that's a uh, big time. But uh, Southern Cal, Texas. I'm not looking at the list. I'm just going off memory. Uh, uh, Auburn, a few others, or some of his other schools, but uh, I think Oklahoma uh, and Tennessee because, were on there too. So, yep, yep. There you go. And then uh, I will say that his mom, mom is a big Razorback fan, along with the other family members. And his mom uh, doesn't want him to go too far out, too far away. Uh, so I think that bodes well for Arkansas, but at the same time, I think she's, uh, you know, she's like any any parent. She's going to uh, support his decision regardless where he goes. Yeah. So uh, four star safety, probably amongst uh, the defensive players, at least in that twenty five class, going to be, uh, you know, going to be amongst maybe the, one of the top two or three players in the state. I would guess. Oh no doubt, no doubt. He's. Uh, He's he's special. He really is. I mean, when when a guy at that level, you know, at six A and 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 be able to do it uh, uh, at a top top level. I'm talking defense, offense, and uh, returning kicks. I mean, he scored several times returning punts, kickoffs. So uh, he's just a special talent. Hey, real quick before we go, you're in Little Rock. Is a is a buzz starting to to build for the game coming up? in just over a week, I mean, what's the feeling there in the capital city about Arkansas's opener? Yeah, yeah, he, he, I think people were just you know excited about the season, and and, and uh, uh, the guy was uh, talking about uh, ran into a guy, and he he was uh, he was pretty pumped. He, he's he's ready for the season to start, and and uh, and and I think you know. It, and, and, and we hear positive things each year about, uh, you know, free preseason fall practice and stuff like that. But uh, I, this year just seems to be a little a little different from the standpoint that I, I think it's totally justified. I'm not saying that years, years past it hadn't been justified, but yeah. you guys hit, on, hit it on earlier. This team has a lot of, a lot of depth in, in, in most, uh, most positions. And that right there, if you have good quality depth, that also allows you to maybe have an injury or two, but that uh, you, you may not have a major fall off. Fall season is just around the corner, and I know all of us are looking for that wholesome, convenient meal. We'll look no further than Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. They can help you with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. And right now, use the code HTL50. Head to factormeals.com slash HTL50 and get 50% off. That's code HTL50 at factormeals.com to get 50% off thanks to hit that line. The great thing about Factor, over 34 weekly prepared meals that you can choose from. Plus, you don't have to run around to worry about where you're getting lunch. Let Factor take care of it for you. Let me tell you the code one more time to help you get 50% off. Factormeals.com slash HTL50. Factormeals.com slash HTL50. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Call or text the McClarty Daniel hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. 
When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. Your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. All right, we got some good text this morning when it comes to our daily question, which is, what's your beef? It's a what's your beef Wednesday. People are angry, frustrated with the heat. They're frustrated with the variety of things, including Ryan and Fayetteville saying that he didn't know why it makes sense that they don't call this week week one in college football instead of week zero. You know, the, <laughs> that's a good question. They the first four in Dayton, Ohio for basketball every year was at one point called the first round and they yeah. pushed it back first round, second round, third round. And then they did the sweet 16 lead it, whatever. And no one, everyone hated it. I would not, I don't want it to change Ryan. I want it to stay week zero. Next week's week one. You got what, like 10 games this week? Maybe. Yeah, it's a uh, handful. Yeah. I mean, I'm not calling this week one of college football because it's not. The most of the majority of college football is not in action. So I can't, I can't get on board with that one, Ryan. Week zero, uh, I think should be. I, I know it's hot, but I, as we, if we expand the season, expand that with the playoff. And I mean, who wants college football to be a shorter period of time? As we expand conferences and make TV more difficult to get the best games on every week and make scheduling more of a challenge for the conferences, right? Why not expand the season out for everyone another week in 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 actuality? And everybody start playing week zero. Everybody take two buys. And that way, the odds of every week being loaded up with at least four or five really good games or two or three really good games every week would be more likely, Right. And if you just spread it out over the course of one more week, I, I, I'm in on that. And having having two weeks off during the season, I think most coaches would like that. I know we'd be in on that. I would be in on that. That'd be, be more more be one more weekend. I could do nothing but watch football. Here's the uh, the text that I was waiting on, and I knew we were going to get this morning. It's out of the nine one eight. Where's trivia? Where's nine one eight? You should know this. Oklahoma. Where specifically though? Where's what? Like the main Metroplex area. Of 918? Yeah. Tulsa? Yep, there you go. Got it. He's got the area codes down. Beef. <laughs> okay. First game, not being in Fayetteville, in Little Rock. I'm honestly surprised it's taken this long to, to get that text at this point. But on a What's Your Beef Wednesday, someone in Tulsa is griping out that. We're, again, be about two hours to Fayetteville, a little longer to Little Rock. That's not the only reason, of course, that that person is, is saying that this morning. But... That is a, I would say, pretty big consensus amongst our audience at this first game. And I know Sam's got to do the the, well, the political saying, we're glad to be in Little Rock, whatever. Where was he speaking at yesterday? The Little Rock touchdown. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, I don't think you're going to have a big crowd. I think if you, in, in actuality, in, in you know, did a real head count, if you had 40,000 there next 
next week at 3 o'clock, I think would be a good crowd. How big would the crowd be if you had it in Fayetteville, though? Let's stop and really be honest about this. If you took Western Carolina and moved to Fayetteville, you'd have more than 40, but the idea would be a full house that all of a sudden you'd fill the stadium at 3 o'clock on a Saturday on a Labor Day weekend in Fayetteville for the level of opponent you're playing? That's nonsense, too. But here's the kicker on that. How much more revenue and money would they make from while you, the percentages might be the same, even less in Fayetteville. How right. much more money? Here's, I don't know. Here, okay, listen, I'm not going to call myself the authority on this because I'm not, but you're not going to get a better background and perspective than me being a Little Rock guy. Born and raised, some of my favorite memories ever are in War Memorial Stadium. Watch Matt do his thing, watch DMAC do his thing. Saw some crazy games there. But if you're honest, whether you're from Central Arkansas, Eastern Arkansas, Southern Arkansas, anywhere else in the state, if you're honest with yourself, the correct matter in this, once 2025 concludes, what's that game in A-State ends, and I don't know what Hunter's going to do, he's going to kick it back or whatever, you legitimately, as an Arkansas fan, need to ask Hunter Yurchek and Sam Pittman, maybe a handful of Board of Trustees, is what is the best situation for the Arkansas football program moving forward? And you have to balance a lot of things. You have to balance donations. You have to balance recruiting. You got to balance a lot of things. If it's to play every game, home game, in Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium, no neutral sites in Jerry World, no neutral sites at War Memorial, then that's what they need to do. Because I'll tell you what, those Little Rock people, those Eastern Arkansas people, those Southern Arkansas people, they would give up a game in War Memorial Stadium if Arkansas had a better chance to win nine or ten games. Period. End of story. There's no debate. There's no pushback. That is just the reality of the situation. If Arkansas football was better off to get to double-digit wins, if it was for the betterment of the program, if Sam Pittman could have an honest sit-down conversation with those with uh, that contingency of this state, say, listen, y'all, it is better for our football program if we play every game in Fayetteville. But it, you have to ask yourself, as a fan... What's what do I need to do objectively? It, it, it's not about that. I mean, everybody wants to win more games, and there's there's very few football reasons why it doesn't make sense. But and I don't want to get into a stadium debate, but it's about winning and losing. There's factions in our state based on where the populations live, and there's a there's a rivalry in our state between Northwest Arkansas and Central Arkansas for commerce, business, expansion of jobs, all of these things. You don't want to lose to. To the road, it's no different than the rivalries at home. Rivalries are born at home. You and your siblings have a rivalry. You have a rivalry with the with the kids across town at the other school. Yeah, you know where you play your high school. We're going to see rivalries renewed beginning Friday night. Uh, you know, in Fort Smith, North Side's going to play South Side. You're going to see games like that. There, there's rivalries within our state. One of them is Little Rock versus Northwest Arkansas. No question. This is about winning and losing. This isn't about football and nine games. And, you know, and it's really not about economic impact. One game every other year, that's not having an in, in economic boost for Little Rock. 40,000 people showing up for a game down there, 45,000 maybe. That's not a boost for Little Rock that's going to really make the year for some business that's right around the stadium or are going to fill up the hotels. Now now we're going to make money. It's, it's, it's nothing like that. We, Your memories, you talk about memories and all those moments, they weren't against teams like Western Carolina. They were against teams like LSU. LSU Mississippi State. And you can't expect Little Rock to show up and have 50,000 plus in that stadium if you're playing Western Carolina on a holiday weekend at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. 
just yeah. not going to happen. And it wouldn't happen in Fayetteville either. I have the perspective, like Chuck does, of living in the three major metroplexes in our state. Central Arkansas, River Valley, Northwest Arkansas. All of them have their benefits. All of them have their pushback. It's like every other state you go to. There's elements of pros and elements of cons of where you live at some point. You mentioned the rivalry. What's happened is Little Rock's been the big dog of the state for however, since the, in, its inception, basically, right? Northwest Arkansas, because of Tyson, because of Walmart, because of J.B. Hunt, because of other big-time entities, has grown that. Benville's one of the, again, it got rated by the Washington Post or something as one of the like the biggest up-and-coming cities in the country. Little Rock's a great place to live. Central, or, or, the River Valley's a great place to live. Northwest Arkansas is a great place to live. But that, again, that rivalry... Where's a bad place to live, Ty? Nowhere. It's the state of Arkansas. <laughs> the Again, the pushback that you have, we are one fan base. We are one state. We are one team and one program. No disrespect to UCA, A-State, whatever. It's about the red and white here. It just is. You can have y'all's theme. We're going to have our theme, too. And you'll probably be a fan of that for the most part. I, I, I mean, What's your point? The point is, like, this needs to... This can if it is if you sat down Sam Pittman and Hunter your check and you asked them you got to speak on the re- record pop the polygraph in but it's not should we can continue to play the and board of trustees whatever for the betterment of the football program should we continue to play these games of Little Rock I guarantee you if they said no it would be a straight line of the polygraph and if they said yes it would start well, banging I, so, up and down up and down up and down it's up not and up down. to them either. Why are you still playing these games down there? Why did this contract get get extended? Who who forced this to happen? I thought well, yeah, Jeff Long dude, and then hundred years, but the governor, trust, oh, the okay. governor, Asa Hutchinson, when they brought the stadium in to, to the to the parks department, state parks and recs department, that 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 forced this change. I mean, it was the governor that wanted this to happen. You know, so this is this is above a lot of these pay grades. People, you're just throwing names out and positions out. It's above Hunter Yurchek's pay grade on, in all reality, and it's it's what the state government really wants to do. And I think I think the handwriting is clear and obvious, bold and underlined on the wall. And I don't I think past that a state game, I'd be surprised if you see a regular scheduled um, Razorback game there. I may be wrong on that, so, but I, I, unless state government gets involved, I think it's over. So you're saying it's up to Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders at this point? I'm just saying Governor Asa Hutchinson is the reason, former Governor Asa Hutchinson, is the reason these games are were extended down there. So at that point, again, the question then is, it's now up to her to make a decision on this. If that's how you're... Well, it's influenced the decision. I mean, the governor has a lot of power, obviously. That's why they're the governor. So It's up to the fans to show up to these games. I know we've said well, this. Give the fans a reason to show up, CJ. I know, but if, if they want the game to stay in Little Rock, just come out and support them. That's all. That's, I mean, that's really the only way that it'll continue. Well, and I think if you had an opponent that would, that would draw interest. I mean, well, that's true, too. I mean, you, yeah. you can't put Western Carolina down there and then blame the people of Little Rock because they didn't have a full house. That's that's ridiculous. You yeah. wouldn't have a full house. You wouldn't have 60,000 or 65,000 if you played the game. If you just said, all right, we're moving the game. It's going to be in uh, Fayetteville. You could give away free tickets, and you still wouldn't have 65,000 in Little Rock. Or in Fayetteville, rather. Yeah, that that's a tough tough uh, decision there because you don't. If you play in Little Rock, you obviously want it to be a good opponent, but 
then you run the risk of maybe it's not a sellout. It's well, just, how do you not have? That means you're not going to have one less good opponent in Fayetteville. Where you've that's spent what I'm saying. 165 million dollars, whatever, on a north end zone. You've got all these luxury suites and skyboxes. People pay a premium for. That's not the game you want to put up there. You've got to have the better God. games there. So how? Okay, it just needs to be done away with. Here, here's the question. What if the game in 2025 is a success in terms of tickets and sub? What's the, the rationale and reason for there not to be a push to play that game every year or every other year? Because that game oh, will let's be... see what happens first. That, that game will have near 50,000 people. Oh, no, that game will be a hard sellout. That game might sellout. Absolutely. revitalize the oh. Little Rock games. That's what I'm saying. Hey, that's, you're, so you're, you have a good point. You're under the impression that this is going to be discontinued after that year. But if that game goes... Maybe, it, and maybe you play that game and you play it there. I'll tell you one thing. It's not going to happen. You're not going to go to Jonesboro. Razorbacks yeah. will never tee it up in Jonesboro. I promise you that that isn't happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And never's a big word, but I'll use the word never on that. Not going to do that. Maybe playing Fayetteville and every third time you play in Little Rock. And I'm okay with that. But again, as you pointed out, accurately so, you're just costing yourself money every time you play down there. You can pay a state more to come to Fayetteville and play you there than you can to, pay, to, to play them in uh, Little Rock. Not near enough seating in Jonesboro. It's, just, it's a pain in the butt for, the, for yeah. the program to go down there and play. And again, as much as I love that place going to field trips there, watching games there, birthday parties there. I care more about the football program as a whole. And if, again, if Sam Pittman, Hunter Yurchek, Governor Huckabee Sanders, everyone else is truly honest with themselves, regardless of where you live, in or outside the state, is better off, yeah. at least in my opinion, to play that game. By the way, my beef is our dryer still freaking broke. Right. I thought you had this fixed. He ordered the wrong part. Well, you said it was fixed. You, okay. I, it, as it, I was like, oh, that's a beautiful sound of a working dryer. It's getting fixed today. Get a test. But it wasn't fixed. You assumed it was going to be fixed. I assumed it. You know what they say about assuming? Yeah, well. Heads up, you're, you know what. How do you, I mean, it's been over a month. How's our dryer not fixed? I mean, dishwasher, it, it just blows my, blows my mind. So, I luckily, my buddy Jeff let me do laundry at his house last night and got that taken care of. But I had like two loads worth. So, dryer's still not fixed. Still not fixed. Been well, you put month. your handyman, put your tool belt on and get that thing fixed yourself. Because I'd be worthless when it came to, <laughs> I would break it more. So you can't. At that right. situation. I just wanted to get resolved and fixed adequately and not this time pace. So that, again, our beefs this morning, feel free to. Does your jump. rent include washer and dryer facilities? Yes. Okay. And it's strictly in the contract strict. that I signed. <laughs> I don't think that's the proper the use hand, of the word strictly. The but. handshake uh, yeah. agreement that we had. Yeah. All right, well, let's go to the McClarty Daniel Hotline, 877-377-6963. You can join the conversation there. Ryan is in Hot Springs. Ryan, good morning. You know, Tommy, I got to agree with you uh, on pretty much everything you said, which doesn't normally happen. I agree with you some, but not as much as I did uh, this last segment. You know, here's my here's my what's my beef. We've spent more time this past decade, and I understand it's fixing in, so I, I, I'm prefacing a little bit, but we've spent more time debating about War Memorial that has actually has, has had less of an effect on our recruiting than the whole situation with the game in Dallas. That's been, I figure, I thought it's been more hurtful than anything close to the War Memorial game. Because that's, that's a game you can't, you can't, that's an SEC game that for recruiting. I'm tired and of the conversation. Been, I'm just tired of the well, whole conversation. I mean, I am too a little bit because I'm, I'm, I'm of the, of the, 
the thought process of if I had the money, I'd go to, and the time, I'd go to every game I could. I don't care where they play. If I had the money, I'd go. In fact, I am going to the War Memorial game. So this whole idea we're, we're griping is just, to me, it's, we're griping to be griping. I mean, if the game was in favor next weekend, I'd be going. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I've, I've got some other stuff going on this year, so I'm gonna, that's on the Little Rock game, the only game I'm going to be able to make. But I just, it just kills me that we're, we're griping about where we're playing when, you know, at least it's, it's actually a game in the state that we can go to instead of, you know, instead of being out of state. But that's my thoughts. I uh, hope you'll have a great day and go Hawks. Thank you, Ryan. Ryan, thanks for. I don't think Ryan's alone in this. That that will be the only game. Ryan lives in Hot Springs, an hour, let's just say, from War Memorial. You know, for for folks, I mean, gas is damn near four dollars a gallon in parts per state. It's a little less now, but it's three twenty-five a gallon. Is that a good number? I think this week, probably. You know, gas isn't cheap. It's it's an expensive venture to take your family of two, three, four people to a game anywhere. But if you're Ryan and you're in Hot Springs, I mean, we don't all, none of us have just extra money floating around to, to drive to Fayetteville six times a year. So I don't think Ryan's alone and, hey, this one game might be the one and only they get to attend because of convenience. So if you're Hunter, you're a checker, Sam Pittman, or, or say, how, how do you but That's tell, not how you make your decisions on where you play your games either. Is it strictly financial then? What, what, what else is the... Dude, Outside of listen, the, dude, you didn't put one hundred and sixty million dollars into the North End Zone expansion to not play there. No, that's simple. That's what. It's just that simple. Well, what, what would convince? Because again, people get hacked off when you just say it's for money purposes. What is the other rationale and reasons? If you're the athletic department, if you're the government, the, saying, the only not, thing that makes sense to me and why you would continue to play there past the A State game is you see how that goes in twenty five and if, if there's some traction and I'm not there's not gonna be a rivalry built out of this. Um, the only thing they would build a rivalry there is if they actually beat Arkansas and that would start something. Just like Arkansas needs to beat Oklahoma to get something started there. A few years ago they would have beaten Arkansas. Let's just be honest. Yeah. They had a better football program in a very short amount of time compared to where Arkansas was in its lowest moment in program history with, with Chad Morris at the helm. They would have beaten Chad Morris's teams, no doubt about it. The only way I can see you continue to play there would be A-State. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Uh, let's talk to Jeremy and Camden. Jeremy, welcome in from South Arkansas this morning. Hey, well, look, I live way down here. You know, 15 years ago, I used to go to one Little Rock game and one Fayetteville game. The stadium, one more of stadium is outdated. Compared to Fayetteville, I mean, it's just so much nicer. You get just excited when you just see the stadium in Fayetteville. It's just just awesome. I, I live way down South Arkansas. I drive to Fayetteville twice a year and watch two games every year. Mm-hmm. It don't bother me to drive another three hours to Fayetteville. I'd rather drive three hours than to go to that stadium. It's just it's just outdated. It's it's just needs to be, you know, modernized nicer, but it's just you but don't get the feeling that. at War Memorial that you used to get at Fayetteville. Yeah. I, I cost tax dollars. You're right, Jeremy. You, you can't do that because you, you, you only play one game a year there. You're still playing three, you could. You can't play three. I mean, it, it is what it is. Tell me they don't make enough revenue from the Salt Bowl no. State Championship <laughs> games. No. Alright, uh, let's go to Randall. He's up in Wisconsin. Randall, you still up in Appleton, if I remember that right? Well, I'm actually from Arkansas, but I am in Wisconsin. You got it right. Uh, I'm an old guy. Grew up in Brinkley, which is a lot closer to Little Rock than it is Fayetteville, even though I had an uncle that played for the Razorbacks back in the 50s. And uh, 
alumni, family members, brother, daughter. I actually went to UALR myself. The thing about Little Rock at the time, they started playing those games there because the population center was central Arkansas and eastern Arkansas and down south. Fayetteville did not have a big population center. That area did not back in those days. Good point. Or a great road to get there. (laughs) Another great point. That's right. And when they built I-49, it changed everything. It it did. And also Walmart locating there. uh, Well, J.B. Hunt, uh, Tyson, all those things brought so much population, other industries into the area. Fayetteville just grew up. And it is a much better stadium. It really is. But for an old guy like me who has seen Texas lose there, I've seen A&M lose there. I've seen, yeah, those were the places you wanted to go. The, the atmosphere was so much better. But like George Harrison says, all things must pass. Mm-hmm. And so I guess it's really time, unless you hit on the Arkansas State game there every year, it, it's time. And it's sad because I grew up loving War Memorial. And uh, Randall, we appreciate the call. That's again. That's how you just kind of frame my childhood past. You frame many other childhood past. You can have something that was awesome, that was great, that was legendary, that you had countless memories of. But things change. Things pass. We adjust, and they need to adjust this. Yeah. All right. Let's squeeze one more in on the McClarty Daniel hotline. Robert is in Fayetteville. Robert, make it quick, please. Okay, hey, there's only one game that needs to be in a Little Rock period. Nobody's brought this up, and that's the Missouri game. The Missouri game has no business being in Fayetteville because the students are gone. The, it's not going to be a full stadium. There'll be maybe 50,000, 60,000 people at most. Little Rock with Missouri is where that game should be. There's no reason to have it in Fayetteville. That's all I got. Well, that makes sense. I mean, it makes sense on the surface, but again, I come back to the fact, and this is Robert in Fayetteville. He, he owns a business that benefits from game days. I mean, so... For, for what, and what Robert's saying, you know, would be adverse to to his personal uh, business situation. But it, it, when you when you, I just come back to the fact that of all the money you've invested, twenty twenty five years ago, yes, you built the south end zone. Three four years ago, you built the north end zone and invest all that money. You put all this money into your stadium, the infrastructure. What uh, was it, Randall? They called from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. You know the things you're talking about. I-49 being built changed everything. Before, you played down there because, yes, the population base was there. Why did the population base move uh, and grow in northwest Arkansas? Roads roads lead to population and commerce. You know, so it's all, it's all changed. These are things we know. This is nothing new to the conversation. We all know the outcome here. We all know what the answer is. Some people just have a hard time letting go of, of nostalgia. We're a, I remember when state. We're a nostalgic state. We just have a hard time letting go of these things. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather not get left behind at this point. I'd rather move forward. Yeah. And uh, Progress has a price. Unfortunately. The Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. 
It's Christmas in July. Give your family the gift of true comfort this summer with an HVAC system replacement from Pascal. No packages to unwrap, no batteries to buy, and no assembly required. Financing is available for as low as $99 a month and no money down with up to $2,000 in tax credits and savings. Don't wait for December. Get your holiday savings now. Schedule your free estimate today. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Man, we got him going this morning, didn't we? Sure seems we like did. we got him going this morning. Said I did? I said, I don't know if we did. We just, you know, I think it's just a conversation people still have. Um, They're passionate about it, man. Passionate about it. Again, if you're just jumping in with us this morning on ESPN Arkansas, hit that line.com. I'm just tired of the conversation. No, I'm with I you. get tired of every time War Memorial comes up, we got to rehash this old conversation. I, I am fatigued on that. That's my beef today. I'm tired of talking about, you know, different variations of the stadium debate. I kind of like it, though, because everyone's very passionate about it. You like it. makes your job easier. That's why you like it. Yeah, I can just field calls and texts and don't really have to talk at this point. Get to rest these uh, the vocal cords for a sec. Well, Sam Pittman not getting to rest his vocal cords tonight. Neither is Chuck Barrett. Sam Pittman live back tonight. Here's a funny story Coach told about these recruiting visits, all the good food they get to eat. I remember I went to Stein's house last year on a Sunday, and he had the biggest lobster, or I don't know what it was. Man, it was good, whatever it was. <laughs> And I was trying to keep my weight down, you know. And then I left there and went somewhere else. And they had pasta, you know. And I tore that up. And then you go somewhere else. I don't know how coaches aren't all 400 pounds. And Coach was talking about his walks last year with Coach Odom. He did that around campus and whatnot. And I know you're working out and doing other stuff. But the the food you have to eat, I mean, have you seen what they get to eat at the – Jerry, Jerry and Gene Jones Center. I think it's anything you want, yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much it. And then, of course, game day meals before, after, uh, his ability to go to recruiting houses. And, of course, mama's or grandmama's always cooking up the best meals. I Listen, I, I have no self-control when it comes to food, and I wouldn't be able to handle it, I don't think. Amongst the other coaching aspects you have to have for that job. You guys are too young to remember all the episodes of, of the Andy Griffith show, but uh, there was an episode where Andy got triple booked for dinner and went to had to go to three dinners, kind of like what Coach is describing there. They all three had spaghetti. So that would be your Ooh. nightmare as you go to three different houses to recruit a player and all three have pretty much the same meal. So hopefully you like it. Yeah, and uh, that's something that... I remember he, when Bielema was here, he talked about... Uh, uh, recruiting Froholt, and they had prune pie. Prune pie. Prune pie. Yeah. Would you uh, would you eat a prune pie, Tommy? Only if you needed it's, to regulate. Yeah, that, that doesn't uh, doesn't sound too great. All right. In addition to hearing from Coach Pittman yesterday at the Little Rock Touchdown Club, in addition to hearing him tonight, we also got a chance to hear from a couple players. Got a chance to hear from John Morgan, the Pittsburgh transfer, Patrick Kudas, the young man out of Memphis, and then Jaheim Singletary, young man from Georgia. Here's one of the things that uh, John Morgan said I was kind of, thought was kind of interesting. He wants to be a broadcaster at some point. The goal is to announce. I know I got to like work my way up the ladder, but I feel like I have a great voice for the game. You know, I mean, watching guys on TV, I feel like it's still be an easy 50 minutes. I've always been a film junkie, so I kind of just put my feet in my kind of watch football as much as I can. So I feel like it wouldn't be any struggle right now. I feel, I feel like I'd be good for it. He talked about that openly and whatnot. I might have a, another, another chance to hire an intern, Tommy, if Morgan wants to do that. Come on. 
Always need more help. Always need more help around here. All right. Follow the lead of our own Matt Jones. Yeah. Come down here and join us. That is gonna that's gonna do it for the football conversation side of things, including this. We'll ta- we'll end it on this. SEC coaches team is out. Rocket and Dwight McLaughlin first team. KJ Jefferson, Brady Latham, Bo Limmer are your second team, and then Cam Little are on the third team as voted on by the coaches. That is gonna do it for your hog update this morning, brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. We're going to play some more Sam Pittman audio from yesterday coming up. He was uh, he was on fire yesterday with some of the funny liners and, and stuff he talked about, which I thought was pretty entertaining. If you want to call or text us here on the McClarty Daniel hotline, feel free to do so. Our, our number is 877-377-6963. If you want to jump in here at any point this morning, again, Clay is going to be joining us momentarily. Let's go to the phones where Sterling in Center Ridge is waiting. Sterling, you're on the morning rush. Hey, guys. What's up, buddy? Hello. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Uh, this, this, uh, I'm kind of like Tommy on this whole stadium deal. And I tell you, with me, it's, it's a sore spot. And it's many a sore spot of uh, the smugness how this stuff was taken care of way back in the day. Now, the way uh, Todd talks about it, I can... If he was there with the program back then and with Frank, you can make this move over a lot easier than what they were doing. First, you should have took the Band-Aid off. You should have ripped it off. You know, you're going from three to two to one. Take, take away the SEC game. Take away this game. It was always like a punch in the gut. Every time you did something, it was a punch in the gut. A punch in the gut says that's ripping the Band-Aid off. And just letting the air and just let it heal and let it scab up on its own. And then, you know, when you put the scab just fall off, still picking at it, picking at it, picking at it. And, I mean, somebody called about Western Carolina is not a real opponent, folks. I mean, yeah, you want to see a game, is that the only game you can go to? Yeah, I see it, but it's going to be a thousand degrees and you're playing Western Carolina. And I know people say, you come to see the Hogs. You don't come to see the other, you come to Well, if you want that passion, and the stuff that makes memories like Tommy was talking about and Ty was talking about, it was against Houston. Yeah. It wasn't against Rice. Mm-hmm. You know, it was Texas game, LSU game. Big games is where the memories come from. It, it, it never it never in the history of the, of the, of the building came from playing people like Western Carolina and Louisiana Tech. Although I do so, re- I, mean, I do remember a UL Monroe game about 11 years ago that I'd like to forget. So, Going as Tyler got that concussion. <laughs> that's not a... God. Yeah, yeah, you, like you said, that, that's the one you want to forget, which cost us game day that season, the next week. But in a way, but you, I, I just hate it when people say, well, if they want games, they need to come. If they want this, they need to do this. But it's nothing they, it's nothing Little Rock can do. It's nothing they can do. And, you know, either you, and you don't, and if you talk about the money they lose, the money they lose, the money they lose, well, I don't want to hear nobody say something about another kid that needs this program that's a, uh, uh, NIL to get more money somewhere else because he's just doing it for the money too. Yeah, I don't want to hear nothing else. I don't want to hear Hunter talk about money either about NIL. How you going to support this? Support that? Hey, if we everything we doing here is for money, so if a kid wants more money, so be it. If you want more money, so be it. It's all about money. But let me. I just think you should just rip the bed. Go ahead. Uh, let me ask you this. So I, I brought up the recruiting aspect before because I think it's important when we when we discuss this. So I think 
your top two commits are going to end up going elsewhere from the central Arkansas area. Walker White's going to Auburn, it looks like. At least he's committed. And then TJ Lindsey, who was at Bryant, is now going, he's at IMG Academy now, and he committed to Auburn as well. So in your opinion, Sterling, if you pull that game out of Little Rock, which I've advocated for, but I have I wonder about the recruiting, do you lose that foothold in central Arkansas, which is not great for football to begin with, but those kids that at least get a chance to go to War Memorial, I mean, is there any truth to that? Got about 10, 10 or 15 seconds. Well, nowadays, I don't know about nowadays, but those kids, I don't know about today. But I know when I was coming up, that would have been a terrible mistake. That would that would have loosened your foothold. I mean, it might be. I mean, they only playing every other year now. I mean, they ain't playing enough there now for it to really matter that much. But yes, yes, you can lose your foothold. I mean, because you can some a lot of people with that debate. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more information. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Clay, welcome into the program. I want to hear your beep this morning. We've taken plenty of them. Is there anything that's frustrating you here on this Wednesday? I don't think so, but I'll think about it, okay? Okay. Can I get back to you? You can get back to me. You've only spoken with Ty for 30 seconds. I'm sure something will will come up in the next 45 minutes. Well, I mean, I I did hear that you left left my man Christian out of the the intro. I mean, that's... It's not being a good teammate, I guess. and, And I don't really consider Porky's to be legendary status. Porky's too, maybe. You like the second one better than the first no, one? No, I didn't like either one. Okay. <laughs> I didn't like either one of them. Oh. Miss Ball that Breaker. Was, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it just to me, it's a little bit scary to think that there'd be a place. You know, there, it's kind of the same theme as Roadhouse. You know I mean? It's like that Porky's is a roadhouse, isn't it? I know the movie. Um but yeah. I, I can't quote anything from it, so it's not, you know, it's not memorable. There's only it's one great roadhouse like, left. I guess Texas Roadhouse. That's the only yeah. one we got left PRH. in our country, right? Yeah, it's not like oh. any Jack Nicholson movies. You, I mean, you still haven't seen Porky's, have you? Oh, I've seen Porky's, but it's, I mean, I'm with Clay. I mean, it's a good movie, but I can't. 
I, I, I can't quote the one-liners from it that apparently I mean, that, uh, you hold Tyler, in high regard. I would guess that that's your kind of place, and you've been treated that way, uh, you know, like the, the college kids that, uh, you Dumped know. Dumped in the water. I, yeah. <laughs> I remember, because you, yeah. you, would, you would rent these movies on, you would go to a store, Ty, when I was a kid, and you would rent these movies on a VHS tape, mm-hmm. take yeah. them home and watch them. That's how you watched movies. And I remember, I mean, the very conservative early 80s, and my parents had rented Porky's, which was kind of taboo at the, uh, at the Christian school in the little church. Little racy. Little, little, little racy, and we were sworn and threatened with beatings if we told anyone that they, oh, wow. that they had watched Porky's. So it was taboo to be uh, so watching what? something like that when I was a kid. So we were not allowed to tell anyone that mom and dad had rented Porky's. I mean, it was like going to the liquor store or something. They were they had their their, their hoodie up and they were they were shoving that, that thing back in the night depository to return that movie <laughs> when, uh, when it was time the, to turn it back the, in. What's the worst movie you ever saw? I got one. Rubber. Yeah, the the worst one I ever saw was Ted. You didn't like Ted? Oh, that was horrible. I mean, you know, it's like it, it was just it was just pure filth, and and it there was no redeeming value in. Um, you know, Gene Ann and I, we we walked out, and I, I tell you what was really funny you is saw we that with Gene Ann. Yeah, oh my God, we we. Went to the movie house to watch something else, and then the room was full. And there was an SID that was with uh, Petrino. What was his name? Uh, the guy that carried the uh, the, the clipboard or the, uh, the the little briefcase around all the time. Yeah, what was yeah. his name? I can't remember. He went. He ended up going to work for. Um, uh, Sir, less thank job. I mean, the Hobby SID Lobby for or something. I don't know. He, he Middle name was no. That was his uh, favorite word. Was no. Yeah. I mean, it just it didn't even ask. No. You know, and he just no. uh, Coach Petrino won't do that. Yeah. But anyway, he was walking out with his wife, and he said, "Great movie, y'all should go." So my wife's like, "Yeah, well, there, you know, there's a recommendation." And like 15 minutes in, we 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 decided we were going to find something else to do that night. What was the old Frank Burrell story when they were out in Vegas for the Vegas Bowl? They took him to oh. Carrot Top. and Oh, yeah. The Carrot Top was vulgar. Yeah. The well, Carrot Top. The coach didn't appreciate that. Yeah. The well, Carrot Top. He called him the Carrot Top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Carrot oh, Top. My, my favorite, but my favorite Coach Burrell story is, is, you remember they were, John Daly was going to be part of a golf course out at Goshen? Like the blessings? No, Goshen. Goshen's the other way, man. Is it? You're talking about Goshen's, blessings. I'm thinking about Johnson. Stone. I'm thinking about Stonebridge. That area. No, yeah, no, but that's no it never happened. happened. The golf course never happened. Yeah. But there was some a piece of land, and there were some developers, and they had advertised that the U of A golf team would 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 play there. Well, they never even broached that subject with Coach Broyles. They just figured, well, we'll have a golf course. They'll come out here. So, anyway, they had this tent set up and they invited media people and... uh um, I got there just a few minutes late, and it had already started. Well, Coach Bowles walked out of the tent and was headed to his car, and I was like, Coach, 
is it over? And he goes, nothing but a bunch of rinky dinks. <laughs> bunch of rinky dinks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I can do it in the Georgia draw, but I mean, oh, nothing but a bunch of rinky dinks. I don't. I got back in my car. They were rinky dinks, yeah. and it. That was the last you heard of it. Yeah. It didn't. You know, nothing ever happened. But I guess he. I guess he called that one. He right? called that one. I, he I, called that play, Chuck. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I did see John Daly got a new drink uh, that he is uh, now marketing. It now it's just called a John Daly. Yeah. That's out there. I think John Daly's willing to put any his name on about anything that'll yeah. pay him. Right. It, now. it will not take off like the Arnold Palmer, will it? I, no, no. I, I don't know. I don't think that, uh, I don't think, it, maybe in Arkansas, but I don't know about the other no, parts. No, no. All right, so talking about, Sorry, Car- talking about Carrot Top being on stage, Sam Pittman was on stage at the Little Rock Touchdown Club yesterday, and Sam's... Almost the same thing. Yeah, uh, I think that a lot more Arkansas fans would rather see Coach Pittman than Carrot Top, and he had uh, he had the audience eating out of the palm of his hand. What did you get on your ACT? I got a 23. Uh, 19, I think 19 once and 21 the second time. Did you take yeah. the SAT, Clay, or did you take the ACT? See, I don't even think you had to take it, you know, in 1971. I think that was just like, you just, you know, if you had a, if you uh, had B's, and I had B's and A's, I mean, they just said, come on up. Come on University up. University of Arkansas. Clay's yeah. the reason they invented the ACT. How do we measure brilliance and greatness? They, well, we, need a test. It. we need a test for this. I think I got 36. Okay. <laughs> just out of 36. Uh, first liar stood no chance. Well, Coach. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was half of that. 18 out of 36. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I, there with you. I think that's what Coach got. Got nine starters out there on both sides of the ball. I know you guys know there's 22, so we're missing a few. I'm not smart. I made 18 on my ACT, but I only took it once. Number two led broke early, and I was in trouble. So he was talking about the Liberty Bowl last year, how many starters they had. I love how he said, yeah, the pencil broke, and I just I was having to was having to mess with that or whatever. But he was, uh, he was having some fun yesterday. That is a very, again, relaxed setting like it would be in northwest Arkansas or anywhere else. Else. But one of the things I said, I know he's got a lot of years left of coaching, but he has potential in broadcasting if that's something he ever desires to do. I guarantee there'd be a lot of networks that would be coming to him once he hangs up the actual football headset. He's okay. Yeah, I think so. In in. He's he's got to be a little. I mean, he can't tell long stories on TV. I mean, you got to be quicker. You know, it's it's. Uh, that's one thing that I've noticed that some of these guys that have these long stories. Rick Newhouse struggled because he wanted to tell a long story. Only anybody that I've ever seen do broadcast and can tell a long story and not interrupt or in, interrupt the flow of the game was Vince Scully. Yeah. I mean, he can, you know. Well, he was only the greatest ever to do it. But yeah, you know. but I mean, you know, it would be, you know, 20 words. Strike two, and then right back into yeah. the story. I mean, it's just like, man, it, it was just beautiful. Yeah. Well, you know, as, as we move kind of into the, you know, I guess today we'll start the prep for Western Carolina. As uh, Coach coach kind of doing some of these last-minute things. He's going to do his coach's show tonight, and, uh, and we're 10 days out, Clay. I mean, it, now it, I guess it tur- now that they're in school, it turns from camp to – to practice and they're they're going to get into Scout that routine. Teams. You know, get yeah. into the routine. Everybody's going to find their place for the next few months. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's 
if you were a third teamer and you thought, well, I'm getting a few reps, all at once you're on scout team. And uh, it's reality. You, you, you're, probably, you're probably not making the, the bus trip. Now, I think everybody makes the bus trip to Little Rock, but I'm talking about the bus to the airport you know, once they start playing those games. Um, so, yeah, if you, you're trying to make the travel squad. Now you know I'm probably not, you know, that's where I'd be. I'd be on the scout team holding dummies. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm just picturing that at that at that point. Well, Clay, like Tommy made a great point earlier this week. It's not just about preparing for the opponent in Western Carolina. It's those last couple position battles, or who's going to be the backup in this situation. I hadn't thought about that, but game one's not going to determine who's the starter. Game twelve, but you can elevate yourself in this next week and a half and, of course, the game to kind of help you the rest of the way, especially when we enter SEC play. Well, Sims talked on that a little bit. Maybe it was in the spring, but, it you know, he's, when you get into fall camp and then you get to the game prep time, you you don't you don't lose you don't I mean you don't beat somebody out uh, you move up after that point because of injury they've seen enough to to know what you are and it would have to be an injury for you to move up they're just not going to demote first and second teamers after all of this this work uh, and because of some the way you play on the scout team or, or whatever. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of movement. So they're supposedly, you know, it's like, oh, it's a close scrimmage Saturday. It's just it's just running through the A, learn where to line up. You know, the, the, they will just do situations, uh, onside kicks, you know, special situations, you know, substitutions, coaches in the, you know, in the booth. So that's what this Saturday is. It isn't about finding out one more position. You got it. It's a There's dress not, rehearsal. They're not, you're not going to see, they know, like y'all already said, you know, they know where you, where you're at based on, you know, the last three weeks. You, you, there's not. Uh, they have, you know, they've had two hundred and eighty play scrimmages, and then there's been, you know, the, they've scrimmaged some other days too. You just, you're just not at. You just don't know it and don't talk about it because you know you're out of there after twenty minutes. Um, you know, one of the days I was out there, they scrimmaged. You know, because I stayed to the very end. Um, so they've done everything they want to do, and they're not going to hit people the next 10 days. They're not. They're going to get them fresh. They're going to get their legs back. So I don't think you'll see any movement on the depth chart unless there's an injury. Clay, Tommy was talking about how he wants to see a mistake-free game next Saturday. I hope this team gets out with any injuries. Unfortunately, suffered some of those last year against Cincinnati. What are you really looking for? out of this football team in 10 days? Yeah, I think, uh, number one, uh, how are the offensive tackles? And that's been the question mark to me in camp. Um, 
you know, I think Patrick Kudis is going to be a great player. He needs a little more bulk, a little more, you know, lead in the pencil. He's still young. Um, you know, he's he's 19 or whatever. I mean, you know, sophomore. Um, Devin Manuel's missed a lot of practice with injuries. Um, you know, we've seen Andrew Shambly a little bit, and supposedly he's he's come on. But I think sometimes when the coach talks about how much the backup has come on, it's to encourage the the guy that they think the starter is. Get your butt out there. You're about to lose your amazing how healthy spot. you get when that starts happening. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, they start talking about that guy to encourage you that, ah, oh, I may not play. They're going to they're gonna get comfortable with him. And the more you're out and the more the backup is in there in the offensive line, the more the more looks he gets, the, you know, the better chance he has to, to win that spot. So I, I want to see that, uh, see how those offensive tackles do in pass protections. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm a little curious to, to the defensive alignment. You know, they're, they've kind of been coy. You know, we're going to a four-man front. we got enough defensive linemen. But there's times I've looked out there, and they're in a three-man front. So I, I want to see how that is and see – uh, if they can get up the field, when I say that, I'm talking about attack. Mm-hmm. And do they overwhelm an inferior opponent? Um, I mean, if this is a game, you know, at halftime, well, then that's a bad sign. Uh, they they should blow these guys out. I mean, they're they're from a different different level. They've got fewer scholarships, so uh, you know, th- this this appears to be. You know, a better Arkansas team with more depth. Um, you know, and then, you know, I think the the overall question mark on offense, you know, is the offensive tackle. But we don't, the, the two tackles, but we don't know how consistent these wide receivers are going to be. Um, now, if you watch practice, uh, Isaac Teslaw, I think that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. He's consistent, but he catches everything. He he looks like an elite player. I mean, I, I would I would not guess if I watched practice that he came from a lower division of football. He is a stud. Uh, he's physical. He's long. He he catches every pass away from his body. He goes up high to get him. Uh, he knows how to nudge that defensive back to get you know get a little separation at the very end when the ball arrives. Um, really like him and Andrew Armstrong. Not quite at the same level as to Slaw, but he's really good. So I you know I kind of know what Bryce Stevens is and Jaden Wilson because you know they've been around. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I think I'll you know. How how impactful are those new wide receivers? The, the, the two that I just mentioned, and Broden has been a little bit of you know I don't know disappointment, but he just hadn't been out there enough because of injuries. And he was highly regarded. He's long, tall, fast. But I mean, when I've watched practices, to Slaw and Armstrong are. SEC wide receivers. Got to see it in the game. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. 
Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.